Hello everybody, good morning. This is your host, Jordan Tremaine, and welcome to the Perspectal Podcast, where we explore new thoughts, connect ideas, and offer perspectives that may change the way you think about a thing or two. And today, we're going to talk about words and letters. Alright, good morning everybody. Hello, howdy-do. Before we get into today's episode, which... I think is very interesting, so I'm excited to talk about it. I wanted to stop and pause and point out what I would call a major milestone in the Perspectal Podcast, which is that this episode is the 50th episode of the Perspectal Podcast. That means I have run my mouth at least 50 times recorded on the internet. And I think that's pretty amazing, because it takes a lot to do something consistently, And whether or not other people are cheering for you, I think you should uh, acknowledge that you do something consistently and that you do things that you think are good. So I'm saying this is dope. And uh, I really wanted to point that out and then thank the people that listen. Thank the people that tune in every week and uh, periodically ask me about what I'm talking about or start good conversation. I really appreciate that, and the whole point of this podcast is to share ideas so that we can have good conversations and put little tools in our mental tool belt to help us get through life and, you know, live well and thrive. So, um, I know that if you go back and listen to the What is a Perspectal episode, I, uh, I talk about how a perspectal is a part of an idea or it's a facet of a perspective where, um... The idea of these perspectal podcasts is to give one idea or one different new perspective or one thing to think about every week. And sometimes uh, things build on each other and sometimes things don't. And that's just how life is. But uh, there's a lot of cases with these episodes where they build and build and build on each other. So in order to get the full version or the full depth of the concept you have to listen to some previous episodes you have to have some prerequisites if you listen to that podcast Um, and I've noticed that as I've had more and more episodes in each episode I always tell you the uh, direct prerequisites oh go back and listen to this episode but if you go back and listen to that episode I might say oh go back listen to this episode and on and on and on and it can be kind of confusing to figure out which episodes line up to what you're trying to listen to right now if you want to go back and do the history. So um, in honor of this uh, 50th episode, if you guys go to jordantremaine.com, which I'll put the link in the description, that's kind of my landing page for the philosophy and critical thinking stuff I do, which uh, Perspectal is a part of that project, the PACT project. If you go to jordantremaine.com and go to the podcast page and scroll down to the bottom, I have created a Perspectal podcast episode flowchart to kind of guide everybody in how the episodes build on each other. And this is something that I think is really cool because it shows you the progression of the different ideas and how they build into each other, um, which kind of is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is to show how ideas build and how you learn things over time and how everything's not just separate and floating, but there's connections between things. And the more that we build those connections, I think the better lives we can live. So this is kind of like proving that out and and giving people a roadmap to to do that. And then uh, I made the flowchart as an actual literal roadmap to walk you through the different episodes. 
So uh, head down to Jordan Tremaine and check that out. I think it's pretty cool. It's a little blurry, so you click on it, and then it becomes like bigger, so you can look at it. It's best to look at it on a desktop because um, it's 50 episodes, so it's a little bit of a confusing flowchart, I think, to look on a little tiny uh, Apple Watch screen or something like that. But um, it's there, so check that out, and um, I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, this this podcast, I, I, I do also want to um, do some shout-outs because this podcast is the, the product of not just myself, but a lot of people supporting me and um, kind of helping to give me a platform so I can even do these kind of things. And uh, I've been working with uh, some folks that initially helped me to start the PACT project and, and gave me the encouragement to do that and start teaching workshops again and stuff like that. Um, and we've come together and started this thing. There's a new Instagram page called at Common Ground Family. I'll put that in the, the description too. But um, we're starting to uh, not only have more packed events um, where we do philosophy and critical thinking workshops, uh, but we're also encouraging the community to do other type of events where um, this podcast, hopefully it turns into a conversation for you somewhere down the road. I say that all the time because I think participation is really the key to building community and uh, building relationship and having a good life and like, you know, being a part of the world. You have to participate. You can't just show up and watch all the time. You have to be on stage sometimes or you have to interact. And so um, the Common Ground Family Project is about creating platforms where people interact and people participate and people join the community and learn about each other and we know our neighbors names and we've been to a paint night with them we've been to a philosophy workshop with them we've gone to the museum with them and so uh the common ground family instagram page is kind of the landing page for all the events that we're doing through that and you can find all the events that i do on that page or my page jordan tremaine underscore at jordan tremaine underscore um but uh yeah, I'd say uh, check that out if um, you are in the Southern California area and you're looking for some positive things to do, which includes all of the stuff I do. Um, but that's pretty much it. Um, so I hope you uh, hope you keep listening. I hope this is something that benefits you. And um, thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. So uh, on to today's topic, which is words and letters. I think this is really interesting, and I know I say that a lot, but I, again, I do. I actually, I'm, I'm trying to be sincere, and I think this is really interesting, which is why I'm sharing it. Uh, I had a conversation with an old man, um, and it was a really long conversation. It was probably like ten hours long or something like that. Um, but sometimes when you're having a good conversation, time just flies by. So that's just what happened. But anyways, we were going over something like pretty complex, and we we're like getting in there, and. Um, this concept came out, and then later in the conversation, we kind of boiled it down to this example because we were trying to make sure, is this what you mean? And you explain, oh, is that what you mean? Oh, is it kind of like, uh, mm, mm, mm. And the concept kind of got boiled down into this concept of words and letters. And when both of us were like, oh, that's a really good way to put it. Um, then as we progressed through the con the conversation after that, it was really nice to have, oh, this is the words and letters thing again. This is the words and letters thing again, where we just said that and we didn't have to go through the concept again. We had a name for the concept, so we just we just used that and moved on, and it really helped flow the conversation. And I think it's a good tool to help with 
facilitating conversation with organizing ideas and uh, kind of navigating reality. So uh, we're going to get into it and I am explaining this concept which is a big concept that can apply to a lot of things. So the way I explain today's concept I really really would appreciate if you didn't think of it specifically as something for the English language. This is for a lot of different things and I'm using the English language just as one example to explain the concept. But this exists in so many different areas which we'll get into a little bit later. But while we're listening, I would encourage you not to be like, oh, this is this is for English. This is English is just just something I'm using as an example. So here we go. So if you're learning English, like let's say English is your second language and you are showing up to class and it's your first day of English class, like intro to English, um, you don't know any English, you're going to start from scratch and you're going to have a teacher and a whiteboard, maybe a blackboard, um, or maybe it's Khan Academy, I don't know. But um, we're learning from scratch and we're going to learn in a formal way. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you start with first? Um, and. I would think that before you started, like in terms of formal written English, the first thing you would start with is your letters. And your letters, they have names. Your letters have symbols, which are capital and lowercase. Um, your letters have order, which whatever order they go in the alphabet. And then they have pronunciation. There's different components to what each letter is and how it exists inside of English and you learn all those things. You learn how to write them, you learn how to say them, you learn where their names are, and you learn what order they are. And you get pretty good at that, practice that a little bit, do some worksheets I guess if your teacher's prescribing worksheets because a lot of teachers like to do that. Um, and then once you got that down, then once you know your letters, you can take those letters that you know and you can start combining them into groups, organizing them into different uh, groups, and we call these words. And there's something interesting, because there's you learn these things at this level called letters, and then you take the things that you learned at the letter level, and then you apply it at the word level by mixing these letters together into different words. But now that the letters are mixed into words, not all of the things that you learned in the letter level, it's not just only the letter level stuff you learned combined into words, there's new concepts that come up. For instance, uh, silent letters. Now that we have words, the pronunciation of a letter can be different than what you learned at the letter level because it's inside of a word. Like the word sent has a C, but C goes k, but sent doesn't have a k. And so that's kind of an example of something new has popped up because we've moved from one level to the next level, from going from words to letters. Now we have sounds that are not the original sound because of context inside of the word. Um, then we can mix uppercase letters with lowercase letters. Then we make all these really strange words. And so we could do that for a long time. Um, and then you get definitions too. Definitions are not a thing that exists at the letter level. Um, but you mix uh, letters into words, you get good at that, and then after that, you, you kind of rinse and repeat. You take the letters, mix them into words, and once you got that, you take the words and you mix those, and you get sentences. 
And this is where I think it starts getting really interesting because we had letters and we mix those letters into words and that got a little more complicated because now that we have words, we have like silent letters um, or the pronunciation of a letter changes. But we can deal with that. That's not too much more complicated. But once we start mixing words into sentences, now we start dealing with stuff that we didn't have to deal with at the lower levels. In sentences, we have things like punctuation and grammar. And sentences normally are trying to explain a message. So they're trying to say like the cat sat or the bat flies or something like that. And punctuation and grammar and message are things that don't exist at the word level or the letter level. Like they, they arise, punctuation and grammar arise because we're stringing words together. So if you're a person that is, is learning your letters, or if you're a person that um, only knows words but you haven't gotten to sentences yet, I can't talk to you about grammar because that's not something that exists for you yet because you're not at the level where that kicks in. As you go to each level, new things arise. There wasn't an analog for that. There wasn't something similar to that at the lower level. It only kicked in because you got to the higher level. And now that you're at the higher level, now we can start talking about it. So punctuation and grammar, like commas and, uh, and then periods and all that kind of stuff, and then what uh, words go in what order, and you got prepositions, and you got nouns and verbs and like the different types of words. I guess you could put that in the word level, but um, how they interact with each other, where you got to have like your subject and your predicate and all that stuff that I totally forgot. Um, from my elementary school's years, like how it really works, but um, I still remember some of the names of it. Um, but all that stuff is like kind of important when you're building good sentences and you're trying to like do things correct. So sentences are like way more complicated than words because they have these extra things. And we follow this progression. We keep this rinse and repeat thing where we started with letters. We grouped the letters together into words. Now we have words. We group those together into sentences. And now we have sentences. And what happens when we group sentences together? We get paragraphs. And that's kind of the next level. And in paragraphs, which are groups of sentences, more things kick in that we're not at the sentence level or the word level or the letter level. Like, the, each we have sentences that have a purpose. Like, we have introduction sentences and conclusion sentences and body sentences and... Uh, Sometimes sentences are somebody is talking, like, you know, quotation mark sentences and stuff like that. Um, and then we have formatting. Like, that wasn't a thing when I was writing sentences, but now, like, if I'm going to write a paragraph, I may have to indent the first line or something like that. Um, and I start kind of forming the basic version of a story, because now I can say a couple of things with my paragraph. And this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm being able to build more complex things. I'm being able to uh, share ideas in a more organized way. But what I'm getting at is if I'm learning about paragraphs right now and I'm trying to talk to somebody about formatting, like I'm having trouble formatting my paragraph, if you're learning about words and I'm trying to talk about formatting, that's like a foreign language. Even though we're, it's all English, formatting kicks in at the paragraph level and if you're not at the paragraph level and everybody can be at whatever level they're at i'm not trying to judge anybody or call anybody anything like some people are 
in freshman level classes and some people are in senior level classes. Nobody's dumb, nobody's a genius. And in this example, I'm not trying to call anybody anything. I'm just saying people are at where they're at. And some people are at the word level and some people are at the paragraph level. And if you're at the paragraph level and you're trying to talk about formatting with somebody that's at the word level, it's like a, it, they, they're not going to get it. It's going to fly over their head. They're going to like uh, logic fuse or logic alias because they're missing the prerequisites. So if you have uh, listened to those episodes about logic fusing and prerequisites and logic aliasing too, that's kind of what you're at risk for doing because you're talking about something that a person doesn't really have the tools to digest or understand or respond to. And this right here, I think, is where things, in terms of learning English, where we're like climbing this ladder of learning English, this is where things start getting very interesting. Um, because so far, we've been climbing this ladder, and it's been a, a very narrow, like a straight line progression. Okay, I learned my letters, then I learned my words, then I learned my sentences, then I learned my paragraphs. And that's like, you know, one step, one foot in front of the other, and you're kind of walking down the sidewalk. But once you know paragraphs, that's kind of like the basic unit of starting to get into real English. Because now that we have all our basic tools, we can start like finessing our tools or start using them in ways that are more interesting. And I'm saying this because people take their paragraph knowledge and they move it in different directions. And so what started out looking like um, a straight line progression or climbing up a ladder, learning my letters, then my words, then my sentences, then my paragraphs, it really starts looking more like a tree. Because after we get to paragraphs, things like branch out in different directions, and you can follow different paths. And some of these paths is like I can use the knowledge I learned at the paragraph level to write essays. I can use it to write books. I can use it to write user manuals or poetry or screenplays or stories. And they all use letters and words, and sentences, and some form of a paragraph. But the style of them, the meaning behind them, why you would write a certain thing and not another thing, start becoming different because of the context or, or, or what you're trying to achieve. And I, this, I think, drills down way, way, like, it makes what I'm trying to explain very apparent in my mind, where, like, let's pick poetry. Like if you if you took this path and you learned your letters and you learned your words and you learned how to make sentences and you wrote some paragraphs and now you're gonna write poetry and in poetry like a paragraph of poetry is called a stanza. Um, poetry is very interesting because poetry involves things like plays on words and um, hidden meaning and inside jokes and. Poetry can even purposely misuse things like punctuation and grammar for effect. And if you don't know the rules of punctuation and grammar, if you don't know the definition of words, then you're not going to understand that the poet is purposely misusing these for a certain effect because you don't even know the original use for it. And it'll be even more confusing. Not only is, like, if you're at the sentence level, not only is poetry difficult because you don't have the tools to, to write paragraphs the correct standard way but the poet is purposely breaking the rules so that's like 
so hard to understand and it can be very frustrating and it can cause arguments or animosity or separation. It can cause all these things with the frustration of miscommunication. But that doesn't make poetry bad. Poetry is beautiful and poetry is great. But sometimes it's difficult to understand or we can get into situations where like, like my friend is really good at poetry and he can say poetry, he can write poetry, he's good at making poems. But if he's really hard set on explaining a poem to someone or getting someone to understand his poem, but they're not at poetry level, they're at word level, that might cause a lot of frustration because somebody's trying to explain something that the other person doesn't have the tools to understand. Or um, vice versa, if someone's trying to understand something that they don't have the tools to understand. Because in the first case, the explainer is doing, I, I'm trying to explain this to you. And in this case, the listener is like, I'm trying to understand, which hopefully both happen at the same time. But that's two separate things. So looking from the listener's side, if they're trying to understand, but they don't have the tools to do the understanding, they don't know the rules, and then like they don't know the rules enough so they can break the rules or, or, or appreciate someone else breaking the rules, they'll probably do something like Logic Alias, which, if you listen to that podcast, is something that can cause confusion. Uh, and I think when we try to write things like essays and books and poetry and stories, we're not trying to confuse people or mislead them or cause a misunderstanding. We're trying to explain something that we think is worth explaining and something that is worth sharing. But we can get caught up in these systems of explaining, like English is a system of explaining, it's a language, where I may not realize that the other person isn't ready for what I'm telling them. They don't have the prerequisites for it. And it can cause some misunderstanding and some frustration. So, um, some examples of this, uh, I do book reviews, I have a channel, um, on YouTube, I'll put a link in the description, I guess, where I do book reviews, and some of the books I read are very complicated, and they make my head hurt, but I like stuff that, like, stretches my mind, and I think this words and letters thing applies a lot there, because I'm the listener, I'm the reader in this case, and I'm, like, trying to understand what the author is saying. Like, there's books like Gravity's Rainbow or Diaspora that... It took me, like, three months to read Gravity's Rainbow, and it was horrifically difficult the entire time. It The book still doesn't make any sense to me, um, and it was very difficult to read. Uh, and then Diaspora, I had to read it twice, and it, it made more sense in Gravity's Rainbow, but it was still very difficult to read. And um, I had to kind of step into the universe that the author had created. I had to learn some of the rules. I had to get some of the words and letters and get a little deeper into their universe to figure out what they were saying. And it took some time and it was a little bit frustrating. Um, but I'm glad I did that. And that's kind of an example of this where I know in this podcast, I feel like I talk a lot like I'm the expert and the other person is, is misunderstanding. But in the cases of these books, I was not the expert and I was just misunderstanding everything. Um, but I think it's good to be both. And, uh, and that's kind of that. Um, if you listen to the episode on depth inversion, 
this also kind of uh, dovetails into that because things change as you get deeper into them. And I think that's kind of one of the things I'm really trying to hit home with this words and letters thing, where as you learn different things, you get deeper. As you learn letters, okay, you know this. As you learn words, you know this. Oh, and the changing of the sounds, because we have silent letters, that kicks in. Oh, now I learn sentences. Oh, now it's switched up again because punctuation and grammar and the messages come in. Oh, now that I'm learning how to put paragraphs together. Now, oh, there's different sen there's different types of sentences, like intros and conclusions. Oh, paragraphs have formatting. Oh, hey, look, this this is kind of like a story. I'm trying to, I'm starting to put the story together. And then now I can take that and write essays or books and manuals and all these different things. As you get deeper into things, they change. And I think that's natural and I think that's good and I think that's what happens when you're getting deeper into anything that has any merit. It changes. And to expect you to just, to expect to get deeper and deeper into something and not have paradigm shifts or not have your ideas change or your perspectives change on stuff because you're deeper into it, I think it may inhibit you from actually enjoying what the depth of the thing has to offer. So if you're interested in that, you can go listen to the Depth Inversion podcast. But um, this is basically the whole concept of words and letters, where as you move from uh, letters to words to sentences to paragraphs, there's different things as you progress that make it more complex over time. And sometimes it's important for people to have the prerequisites before you even start the conversation. This idea, I think, can help uh, identify when people are not talking on the same level and can help you to reframe how you explain things or take things to a level where both of you guys can play a good game and both of you guys can have a good conversation. I don't think this is about calling people dumb or anything like that. I think this is, if I can talk in paragraphs and you can only talk in sentences, then let's both talk in sentences because that's something we can both do. Um, I play capoeira. Capoeira is a Brazilian martial art and uh, you play in a circle of people. The people that are make up the circle, they're like clapping and playing instruments and singing. And then there's two people in the middle that are playing the game capoeira, which is a fight, but they call it playing a game. And in capoeira, there's people of many different skill levels. There's older people, there's younger people, newer people, more experienced people. But when you get in the hada, when you get in that circle of music and play the game of capoeira, it's not about beating the crap out of the other person. It's not about showing off and being dope. It's about the two people in there trying to meet in a place where they can both get to and play a good game. There's something called the beautiful game. And the beautiful game is when both people can learn and appreciate and take this game and it's like a conversation. When you look at a fight, it can look like a conversation because in a conversation, I say something, you listen. You say something, I listen. And in a fight, I say something or I punch and you listen, you dodge. And then you say something back, you kick. And then I counterattack. I talk, I talk over you by counterattacking. And like there's... There's a way to look at a conversation just like a fight because it's an interaction between two people. And the point is not for me to cut you off all the time or talk over you all the time. It's to have a good conversation. Sometimes I surprise you with something. Sometimes I, I sit and listen for a while. Sometimes we have to take a break because what we said was, you know, was too strong. And we got to like, whew, you know, let's table that for a minute. And, you know, sometimes somebody throws an attack that's too strong and we got to be like, whoa, let's calm down before we get too heated. 
Um, but the point is to have a good game. The point is to have a good conversation. And you can't have a good conversation when somebody's talking in poetry and the other person can only understand words and the person just keeps talking in poetry because the person that only understands words isn't going to understand anything and they're just going to get frustrated. You both have to talk words because that's the highest level that both of you can get to. Um, and I think meeting people where they're at is important if you want to have good relationship. I don't think that you should hide yourself and like there's a way to look at this where you feel like you're dumbing yourself down all the time. I don't think that's that's what I'm trying to say where you shouldn't have to hide who you are and never speak poetry but you shouldn't I don't think it, it it's productive to flash your poetry around and keep shouting poetry when nobody can understand you. Um, so I hope you guys play beautiful games. I hope you guys have good conversations. And I hope this concept of words and letters can help you frame or, or set you on a path to help you have good conversations and beautiful games in the future. Uh, something that's interesting, because this is the Perspectal Podcast, is that actually the thing I'm, I'm talking about with letters and words and sentences and paragraphs and essays, this progression in order to get to something more complex, but they can help you explain what you're actually trying to explain or help you communicate in a way that is good and can be very beautiful. Is kind of the whole point of this podcast where I'm building concepts. I start with one thing and then I build to another thing and another thing and another thing. And sometimes I'm I'm talking about something that takes a lot of prerequisites in order to fully understand. And I can't start blabbing on about these things until I put down a couple of episodes that explains the prerequisites. Sometimes I'm very excited to explain a concept and I'm like, oh man, I have to record four other episodes that lead up to this so that we're all in this place where we can have this conversation about this cool idea. And what, I, what I'm really trying to do is talk about really interesting abstract things, but sometimes I realize that either I made them up and it takes a lot of steps that are only in my head, so I need to explain the steps, or I can't expect everybody to know the exact meaning of everything, so I'm trying to like give some explanations as some springboards so that we can walk down a path together and have a good conversation at the end. Um, so that's two examples of this idea, which I'm calling words and letters, but the Perspectal Podcast by itself, if you go look at that flowchart, is another example of this, where it's this, that progression of different things, and you learn different things kick in at different levels of that flowchart. As you move through the flowchart and you build a concept to the end, then you're like, oh, I can see why I needed to listen to this episode and this episode and this episode and this episode in order to fully appreciate this concept. And all those things kind of come together and build something new. But um, that's the idea. I hope you guys uh, understood it. I know I'm blabbing a little bit today, but uh, this, is, this is something I, I think is a really good one. And I hope you, uh, hope you get something out of it. I hope that this, uh, this turns into a conversation. I hope it can help you have beautiful conversations. I love so much when I get to have a beautiful conversation, when I get to play the game with someone and it works out really well. It's like um, when musicians come together and they jam and they're all playing music and it sounds really good together. It's so good. And I hope you guys can have those experiences. Um, so, again, this is... 
somehow I got to the 50th episode, and if you're still rocking with me, thank you. If you've shared this podcast with anybody, thank you. If this has turned into a good conversation for you, or if it's helped you to put some stuff in order, or think about things in a different way, that's that's what I'm trying to do. And I appreciate the people who share this, and who listen, and who think, and who try to challenge what's already in their mind, and learn, and grow. That is is very difficult and it can be a lot of work and I appreciate anybody who even tries even if it doesn't work out so thank you guys I appreciate you guys and um, if you want to take a look at that flow chart for how the episodes progress check out the link in the description for jordantremaine.com and you go to the podcast page scroll to the bottom and boom it's right there so um, whatever kind of day that you're having I hope that it's a real day I hope that it's something that you have the tools to deal with, and if not, you're on your way to getting the tools. I hope that uh, this concept of words and letters is something that um, that you understand, number one. I don't want to just say a bunch of stuff that nobody understands and talk poetry when everybody's at the sentence level. Um, and then two, I hope that you can take this concept and turn it into beautiful conversations and, and questions and good engagements um, in the future. So this is Jordan Tremaine with the 50th, oh my gosh, the 50th episode of the Perspectal Podcast on words and letters. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.